seven years. And in 16, we started the Christmas Day tradition on Sunday, Christmas Day. So we now are back on Christmas Day. Our show is on Christmas Day. Uh, we do want to give a shout out to Scott O from Found Round Sound. Yes, Merry who's Christmas. On us beforehand. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, Merry Scott, Merry Christmas. Christmas. May, may we be the first to wish you first. Merry Christmas. First. first, first. Oh, gosh, we're on Christmas. And then, uh, of course, we have a new show that follows us. So make it an afternoon uh, at 4 p.m. And that's Ugly Sundays. Age. Okay, so we are going to watch uh, trailers of movies that are going to be released on Christmas Day in 2022. Now, it's slim pickings this year, Carl. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, uh, because it falls on a Sunday, and we already have a Friday that covers it. But we went around the world, and uh, it's Sweden's lucky day this year. Uh, and we have movies from around the world. But, Carl, let us talk about us. Hi, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We are on Mutiny Radio every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are a podcast. You can follow us by typing in our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T in any podcast searcher, preferably iTunes, and you'll find us. We are also on YouTube with the same acronym. Mutiny Radio has a Discord channel. If you want to join a Discord channel from Mutiny Radio, join it. And we are on that, and we are also on our own Discord channel, yes. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's without Mom and Dad Mutiny Radio in the room. It's just right. us just hanging out. So check us on Discord, and we're on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. I, as I've done previous years, have created a playlist of movies that were released on Christmas Day. First five of those playlists are just a smorgasbord of movies. But we got to the point where... We ran out of movies, so I've been putting down what's been released every year. Sometimes it gets a little sparse, so I've been checking around the world, and that's what I did this year. So, my name is Mike Spiegelman, and I have a YouTube channel, and it's different from our L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T channel. You can find my playlist, Christmas Movie 7, 2022, on Spiegelmania. <gasps> well, I, I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. When I search for that, I, I come up empty. If Interesting. I search for Mike Spiegelman, yeah, you pop right up. And if I search for Mike Spiegelman, sometimes I got to go into the filter and choose channel. That's a really good point. We hit every year is the same thing. So under so search for Mike Spiegelman, you'll find his face. You'll find his channel. S P I E G E L M A N. S P I E G E L M A N. Because he's a gel man, but just not any gel man. He's a speed gel man. I'm the speed gel man. Right. And there you will find Christmas Day movies by. I, I. Do two Sorry, eyes you. make the one single eye sound? It must be. You, you mean oh, I see, Jim. So, Eagleman is the channel, and you'll find the playlist and Christmas Day movies. This is always awkward for us because the playlist, as you know, also has ads that pop up beforehand. We can't really control it. So we are just going to have to manually pause and reset as we normally do, but for each trailer. All right. Sounds good. Carl, I have it open up on my PlayStation 4. Uh, I have the first trailer coming up. Um, And by the way, I just want to mention, because this is our Christmas Day show, we have a special Christmas original song Carl and I wrote, and we'll be singing that at the end. Yes. So I don't know what else to tell you. Like, this is a perfect show. You got to stay till the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Christmas carol. You're going to love it. I love it. 
So a lot of movies have been released on the 23rd. A lot of movies have been released earlier this year, Christmas-wise, to get to audience. However, there is a unique movie being released in America on Christmas Day. It's a limited release, Carl. It's going to be wide release in January 13th around the country. But for people in Los Angeles, New York, what have you, they can watch A Man Called Otto. A Man Called Otto. A Man, a man Called a Otto. Plan. Otto. Otto Panama. It's a palindrome. Do you know uh, that palindrome? It is a palindrome. Yeah. Yeah. A man called Otto backwards is actually a man called Otto. It's a crazy pal. Otto. Man A. Delzac Montanama. Anyway, Carl, what do you know about this fucking movie? Well, I saw the original, which I think was uh, Swedish, right? Yeah, Sweden. Ding, ding, ding. First reference to the country, Sweden. Right. We're going to hit reference Sweden a lot. It's called Man Called Ove, I think, in Sweden. I saw this film. I didn't know that Tom Hanks was making this film, and uh, it was a good film in Swedish. I will we'll see <laughs> if it's any good in English. You mean it's like it's charming because it's in a different country? <laughs> no, it was just a good film. It's a grouchy old man, and we find out the backstory of how he became grouchy, and his heart gets opened up again. And that's essentially what is going to happen to Tom Hanks. I think it's a pretty easy role for him to play. Uh, oh. Yeah, you know, uh, not like the Elvis film, right? He really had to stretch there. Yeah, but the stretch this a bit one, there. I'm grouchy, and then I get a cat, and I start to warm up, and I make a few friends. And next thing you know, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry, oh, Merry Christmas! So, you know, one of the things, I had heard of this film, and I didn't pick it up at the library when I saw it. I was just, like, a little bit overload. It was nominated for Best Foreign Picture, uh, not only by the Oscars, but AARP for Grown Ups gave it nominated it. AARP. Movie for Grown Ups Awards for the 2017 named it. It is the biggest uh, movie in Sweden. So why not make it, remake it? And I wonder about Tom Hanks at this point. You know, is it because he is the most corporate face possible and that you make an American movie, you put him in, or that he's the right actor for the part? I think he – I don't know the answer because it's been so much Tom Hanks. Even he's got to admit we're a little oversaturated. Another sure. person could have done this just as well. He's not the perfect person for it. But I'm sure he's going to do it, as you'll see in the trailer. He's they so – uh, yeah. I'm excited about the cat. million dollars to get the rights to do this film. It better How be much? $60 million. $60 million? Six well, Swedish? Swedish money or American money? Uh, on February 10, 2022, it was announced that Sony Pictures pre-brought the rights to this film around U.S. $60 million at the European film market. Holy snacks. And I, I know that it's shot in Idaho. No. America, no? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Okay. I take that back. I eat my words. All right, Carl. Are you ready to watch Otto? Well, Man. I don't know. Are we going to talk about it afterwards? Well, we could watch it right now in the trailer, and then because we already prefaced what we know about it. Okay, but we had a discussion before we started the show about what was going to be our format, and right. you said we were going to talk it all out and then watch the trailer. So we're yeah, we're not doing that. We're gonna. Are you all no. talked out? No, I'm ready to watch the trailer. Oh, I yeah, my, I'm, all, I'm all queued up. The director. Oh, yeah. Tell me about Mark. Tell me about Mark. Uh, what's his name? Forrester. <laughs> you didn't. Okay, this guy did Finding Neverland. Okay, that's serious. Uh, yeah. 
Bond he, he did a Bond movie. Yes, he did a Bond movie. Yeah, Quantum of Solace. I know him. He's a workman. What's the term? A journeyman. A journeyman. A, yes. Yeah. Different genres and different styles. Very dependable guy. The guy who wrote this screenplay, um, which I think he pretty much adapted it from the other one. I don't really know. It's it's he based wrote, on a novel. He wrote Life of Pi. Hmm. It is based on a novel. That's correct. And uh, he wrote Life of Pi and uh, Mary Poppins Returns. I don't know. He, yeah, 2012 novel, A Man Called O.V.E. How do you pronounce that? O I guess O.V. And then the movie o came out in 2015, so it was pretty quick. Yeah. And like you said, it's going to be a limited release on the 25th just because they're going for that Oscar gold. And then in January, it'll be nationwide. Uh, Sony's doing that. Um. And I don't know. There's other things. This director did Finding Neverland. Uh, he's uh, he did the Kite Runner. He's he's uh, World War Z. He's all over the place. World War Z. That's the one I remember. Yeah, yeah. With, it's all right. With uh, Brad Pitt. Horrible film. Horrible film. Terrible film. It, it it was neither here nor there for me. You know, it was like zombies climbing up a hill, a uh, yeah. wall. Yeah. It was I like computer graphic uh, zombies all on top of each other to go over a wall. There's it's two Mexican actors in this. Um, the, there's a, a woman who's a Mexican actress and a, and a man who's a Mexican actor. I don't know why. Um, and well, so this, he, it's the neighbors, right? You talking about the yeah? Neighbors? It's the neighbors. Uh, the there is a woman who befriends Tom Hanks's character, and she doesn't know how to drive. He helps him with that, and she was a Mexican stage and screen actress. She's from Monterey. Um, she's been in things we wouldn't know, right? But the dude guy was in the Magnificent Seven remake. He was in Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, um, really? Yeah, so... And there's a serious stand-up comedian in this show called a movie called Mike Birdbiglia, who I really don't know. You would think I would know him. I know him. He was sick sure. for a week with COVID, and he did. He came in. Yeah, he he did Jimmy Kimmel's show for he, the. Week. He does a lot of one-man shows. He's known for that. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. big big name, big name in comedy. Don't think twice. 2016. I think right. Is that show you're talking about. You know, they call it a one-man show. It's basically your stand-up routine. Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? No, not if you slow it down. I did a one-man show, Mike, because I, I, I was the only guy there. <laughs> oh, I, I was my stand-up is a one-man show only because I want to sit for the entirety. <laughs> Zoom spoiled me. He did a uh, book called Sleepwalk with Me. Yeah, no, he had it's it's a. I guess he has like sleepwalking. He's a sleepwalker. I don't know. Yes. But he's in this movie. All right, Carl. Okay. I, uh, I think we're really excited, and let's uh, rock now, and roll. What if we get an ad? If we get an ad, we we skip it and then press pause and. Yeah, I actually went through the ad previous before, just just for this trailer because it's all set up. But okay, so go ahead. Do you want to? I got my ad. It says video okay. will play after ad. Perfect. A second ad. Oh no, turn off the ad. The, the music's going to cancel us. Okay, I'm pausing. All right. I'm rewinding back to zero, zero, zero. I am going to crank this volume to 25, 27. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are watching the first trailer on the playlist, Christmas Movie 7 2022 on Mike Spiegelman's YouTube channel. We have paused for our man called Otto, and Carl, please, I would love it. You do the countdown, you talk to people, you interview them, you, you tell them the rules. I would love this Christmas for you to do the countdowns for the trailers. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go! Mm -hmm. He has no idea who's doing that. Well, it was one of you. Okay, the trailer starts now. That was a mini trailer. Hey, it's crazy music. Hey, piss, dog's I'm pissing on Ah. Otto is shy. Oh. Do you think she pissed it? Yeah, it uh. was one of them. The cat is so cute. It's a white woman too, right? Huh? Now this is the, yeah, that's the backstory. That's the wife that died. That that's they, is. Is that the comic relief part? No. Uh, oh, precocious. That was really precocious and cute. Yes. Uh -oh. It was like a, a bus accident that that really hurt the wife, and eventually she passed away, and that's how he got grouchy. Gotcha. Now, I, I read in the plot summary of this movie, Blotched Suicide. Botched Suicide? Yeah. I don't remember that. Is that weird? I don't know. I don't get it. It's not really indicated in the trailer. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Me in high school. Oh, it's, but it's all right, Carl. Don't worry. Well, I'm always happy to hear from George Harrison, but I don't know why the song is appropriate. It's to indicate it's all right. But is that the original cat from Sweden? No. Now she's, he's getting uh, he's getting nicer now. <laughs> oh, he has to babysit. Give yourself a hand. Hey. That cat's the like reason why I'm going to watch this movie. Yeah. Like, this movie looks terrible, but there's a cat in it, so I have to watch it. Oh, punch the, punch the clown. Yes. Come on, well, show it in the trailer. He took his... He did, he did a trick where he made his quarter disappear, so Tom Hanks' character's like, I want... Where's my quarter? Let's go with the quarter, you know. Interesting. All right. You know what? Maybe it'll show up. Maybe it will show up uh, on a streaming service a month later and I could watch this movie. You're not going to the theater? To see a man called Otto? I'm too yeah. grumpy. I first have to swing by the graveyard and put down flowers and talk to a gravestone. Mm -hmm. And then I got to go uh, get annoyed by my neighbors. It, it's Especially like that jogging. It happens in a lot of movies that the character goes to the grave of the loved one and gives flat it's almost like stop doing it it's been done it's been done it's a little yeah and you know the issue is uh what nuking the fridge the idea that a male character can only have resonance and agency in the story if there's like a dead woman right like i'll i'll solve the case for her i'm haunted by my dead wife so it doesn't really give the the 
ladies a chance to be a character because they're yeah. used to be served. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, but it sounds good. I don't know. I will watch it. I will watch it, Carl, but not not in January and not on Christmas right. Day. You're gonna wait till it streams. I'm gonna wait till it streams. Hey, this is an interesting one. The next one lined up is Matilda, the musical, the movie, what have you. And it is the stage. It's the movie theatrically released. It was theatrically released, and I find it interesting because it's the number one movie in the UK uh, at the start of December. So it, it was a hit. It was released six weeks ago, but it's yeah, going to be theatrically. It's going to be exclusively streaming on Netflix on Christmas Day, and for that reason, I added it to the list. There is well, another that's the thing I want to say. It's like it's very slim pickings this year that yeah. you would have to include this. Just because Christmas Day's involved, this thing was released. You know, it came out. You know, it's strange because last year Christmas Day, uh, Netflix had the Pope had a, a television right. series, and there wasn't Don't Look Up released on Christmas Day. Or was that December thirty first? That was kind of a, but the Pope had a show. So I know there Netflix also has a movie series called Forever After or Happily Ever After. And the fourth one is going to be released on Christmas Day, but I think it was released already on. It was streaming on Amazon prior, so I did not include it on the list. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. beg my pardon. Matilda the musical, yeah, it's playing in Los Angeles right now. Right. Yeah. It came out December. What was it? Nineteen. It's not in front of me right now, but well, it was, I think it's the sixth of December. Okay. To be honest with you, uh, and I I know that it was uh, big in the UK. <laughs> It was, well, it you know, starts streaming on Netflix on Christmas Day, and that gives it uh, the opportunity to be on our show. But that's the only reason. If it right. wasn't Slim Pickens, you wouldn't be here, Matilda. That's right, Matilda. Did you ever watch the movie from the nineties? The, Dan sure, the Dan Danny DeVito directed that. That was it's a fun movie. It was a good yeah, film, it's and a good it film. wasn't a musical. Thank goodness. Why would you make this a musical? Why well, would you? It do that? I didn't realize this, but the book, Matilda, the Ronald Dahl book, is from 1988, and he died in 90. So this is like his last book. Uh -huh. No idea. I just thought it was another book from the 60s or whatever. Right. Yeah, so. no, I too miss that Roald Dahl was, a, uh, was an 80s person. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. he was an old – yeah, me too. Now, this director, and I'm sure you haven't caught this in your research – he did, you know the movie Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. He did Ghost the Musical. What? Why? Oh, let's make clay pottery. 2011, Why? he produced Ghost the Musical, stage uh -huh. adaptation of the Academy Award-winning 1990 film Ghost, uh, premiered at Manchester Opera House in West End's Piccadilly Circus. Uh, he, the show... Transferred to Broadway at the Lundfontein Theater in, in 2012. Uh, now it closed, you know, in three months, but it was on tour <laughs> in the UK and the US while playing in Budapest and it opened in Korea. Wow. I don't know why, but this guy loves to do musicals. Now, this guy directed the musical, so it's. That's a big deal. Yeah. The director of this. Same thing with the writer. Now, what I find interesting, because I know it's a Broadway production, but it premiered on the West End. So this is like a very UK, British kind of feel yeah. to it. British book and British uh, premiere. And yeah, I guess it was popular. I don't know. Now, the, the screenwriter, he got a Tony for it, for writing the book 
they don't call it a script they call it a book i don't know why but the thing is what bothers me about the tonys is that there's only like five to eight plays so if you're nominated of course you're nominated you're one of the play you know it's not very prestigious this Tony. I've never followed the Tony Awards. Oh, sure, the Obie Awards, the Off Broadways, of course, but the oh, Tonys. Good. Oh, the yeah. Razzie, sure. Sure, Razzie, sure. Now you're gonna love this, Mike. They were they were going to start making this film in August 2020, but it was postponed. What happened? COVID. Why? COVID. <gasps> the COVID. Yes. The COVID. I know you love that because that means I do love the COVID. A real thing. It was a global pandemic. Oh, they had to shut oh. down. We really needed to shut down the world for this. You know, it's it, it's a it's the flu with a better publicist, as Gino Bisconti <laughs> says. Gino Bisconti. Oh, good. good one, Gino. It's the flu with a better publicist. So, uh, who, who was it? it? Was Mara Wilson there? I have it written down, but who was the original Matilda? Who's actually a pretty yeah. cool person in real life. And she said in November, uh, I didn't write it down, but this thing is ancient. It was 2013 they said they were going to do this. In 2016, it got confirmed that they really were going to do it. Same script uh, writer, same director. In November 2018, Netflix said, we're doing this. Netflix said, we're doing an animated series of all these Roald Dahl films uh didn't they buy the estate like they're working with the estate they have like exclusive rights to his stuff well i i don't know that but you're you've got to be right because it was an animated series the bfg the twits charlie and the chocolate factory they were all going to be animated series i never saw that maybe it came out no i don't Uh, think it did okay and 2020 they netflix finally said we're doing it like soon you know, because they were going to start filming it. They signed the choreographer. They got the cast between April, uh, January and April in 2021. Uh, TriStar did this. They were the same ones who released the film in 1990. Um, I think I've said, oh, yeah, well, the um, Miss Honey uh, is actually married to the director in this Miss Honey was the good teacher, and then you had the right. teacher. Yeah, so Miss Honey's got a few kids with this director. They're married. You um, know, one, one thing I did find out was that uh, in the play, in the musical, excuse me, the musical, and it's <laughs> the book is the words, and the score is the, and then it's the music. That's why they call yeah. it the book. Uh-huh. Uh, it's traditionally the evil school teacher, the one that yeah. Emma Thompson plays. It's played by a guy right. in the musical. Yes. It's Emma Thompson, and she is praised for a good performance. Sure, so Emma Thompson either. never gives a bad performance. Not That's worried about true. Emma Thompson. This uh, the guy who wrote the script also wrote Black Sea. It was a Jude Law film about submarines that I saw. It was pretty good. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah. Yeah, honey. How does submarines and Jude Law sound like? <laughs> Sounds like an evening. Let's go. <laughs> he has a serious accent. I think he's Scottish or Irish in it. Uh, oh. And uh, once again, I go back to the, is this really releasing on Christmas Day? Do, we, do you want to watch the trailer? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys. So here we go. We're going to set up again. So audience, um, press play. And if you get an ad, I don't have an ad this time. I don't either. Okay, and then skip it, and we're going to do the countdown. Okay. Ready. Three, two, 
one, go. Oh my God, it's Annie. Oh, but she's floating. Oh, she must be dreaming about that hot air balloon. Oh, the jerk parents. Yeah, Danny DeVito is a Danny great DeVito. And Rita, uh, his real life wife was the was the wife. Oh, you're talking about um, oh, what's her name Rita from Cheers? No, yeah, Rhea Perlman. No, Rhea Perlman. Yeah, yeah. Although they've the d- divorced, they've divorced since then. Oh, they ripped up the book. Grapes of Wrath. Remember in this the movie, it was like. TV's better than books. It's faster. Uh, do you go to Broadway shows uh, based on musicals, based on movies? I don't. I go to Broadway shows based on what should I get my wife for Christmas? Right. Oh, What's the, we I used go to go to Broadway shows. That's a big deal during the holidays, like a uh, Hanukkah gift of going to, the, to see a Broadway show or going mm-hmm. to New York to see a, a play. That's a big deal in our house. He's dangerous. Uh-oh. This December. Careful. She's dangerous. This is a good idea. Like Christmas Day, you're hanging out, and Netflix is going to be on, and so you guys watch a family film. Right. We are watching the uh, Christmas story, the, today's one. On okay, Christmas. so the audience right now is just filled with ham and mm-hmm. chocolate. And they hate their family, and they instead of talking to them, they want to watch TV. Ooh, lions. Wow. This is like watching a Broadway play, but as a movie. Well, I don't know. Do you saw all those exteriors, and they're at the um, playground, uh, the, the fair. They're in balloons. You couldn't really do this all on stage. They tried that with Spider-Man, and the guy right. got... Yeah, a bunch of guys got hurt. Yeah. Matilda! Boom. Da dum. Da dum. Da dum. All right. All right. Dumb. Wow. Dum yeah. dum. Dum dum. Oh, I had a stupid. I'm point. not getting ads. It just rolls into the next one. Oh, yeah. Hang on. I'm going to hit pause. So if you do the same thing, go ahead and hit pause and move back before zero, we talk zero, about the zero. next one. Zero zero zero. All right. Well, that has been uh, Matilda, the the musical, the movie, the musical, the movie, right? Like Hairspray, and there's a bunch of other. And the producers, it's a fine tradition of going, being a smash money making hit around the world, and then you take that and you put it back in the theater. So Hairspray. um, There's a couple coming out. The producers, but there's a couple. uh, There's another one coming out, and I don't remember what it is. Not hair. Not hair. So next is UFO Sweden. Look at the hair. I got something in my throat. Yes. So Sweden has two theatrically released movies this Christmas. Um, One is on the playlist, and that is called Sweden, UFO Sweden. And I have the actual original title. Sorry, I got a little. UFO. Yeah, right. you. How do you pronounce it? UFO. In English, it's UFO, and in Swedish, it's UFO. UFO. We're gonna be mispronouncing a lot of foreign names. Today. Yeah, no, the it's terrible. These when we I could keep calling it Hawk and Brocken, the other one. It's not at all. What is uh, it? Hawk. It's, the other one is Hawk and Brocken with the little ring above the A. 
So I yeah. think that's like war. So it's like umlaut. Wow. It's not an umlaut. It's a no. It's, it's not. Grave. I don't know what we like movies that look like American films like UFO Sweden. I don't really have much to say about this movie. I know the trailer is in English. To believe is one thing to know something completely different. Uh Uh-huh. So the story is this woman, this girl's parents disappear. She goes to a foster home. She's pretty sure dad got mixed up with a UFO Uh in Sweden. And the trailer, that's it. That's all I really got. E.T. took my dad, is what I wrote down after looking up this in Wikipedia and IMDb. It is like, I don't know. I've seen the trailer. Did you watch the trailer, Carl? Yes, but I mean, as you know, I was surprised by this one, so I did watch it a little absentmindedly. I was setting up for the show. I didn't do any research on the ones to come except for Hockenbrocken. Me too. Uh, I have a lot of Hockenbrocken shit. We're going yeah. to be feasting on Hockenbrocken. We have a beef. We have a YouTube beef with Hockenbrocken, but that's okay. later in the show. Yes, we do, actually. Yeah. Well, so this one... Watch UFO Sweden? Yeah, there's two trailers. I picked one slightly shorter. I didn't feel like playing both of them, but it has a very Steven Spielberg vibe to it. It has a very, like, Super 8 vibe to it, right? This mm. is, like, the family's in something bigger than themselves. So it's kind of cool. All right. So go ahead. Click that link. Uh, make sure you're on that. Hit pause. Move to 000. Get any ads out of the way we're gonna watch ufo sweden in three two one go Ooh, san francisco crazy pictures gotta love crazy pictures (laughs) oh i'm drinking and i look up in the sky oh yeah then you got this the inappropriate music and the crazy special effects slow down saying hey where's my dad yeah have you seen my spin doctor cd it was was in the car 30 years ago that was a great shot it was a great uh you're right about it being spielberg what were you saying though you remember the movie super eight like there was some monster in a a train it has that vibe to it yeah like these kids are gonna explore right they gotta this kid's gonna find out about her dad I don't know. This movie looks fucking good. I'm not sure that I believe in UFOs, but I have been anally probed. <laughs> I remember I was there. Yeah, and she had an accent. She could have been an alien. Or from Sweden. Look at this. like builds and builds and builds. They don't reveal too much. They just mm-hmm. go right to the logo. And that's like coming this Christmas. It said bipolar pictures or something. You think that's why they said crazy that's interesting. Okay, so okay. now it rolls right into the Russian one. Which I paused and I moved back. Yeah, I got that Russian one. Zero, zero, zero. I would watch Sweden, uh, UFO Sweden, hands down. Well, I, I went to my Netflix DVD and it's not there. I tried well, it's, to. See... It's coming out this Christmas. On, in Sweden. Yes, of course you're right. You're right. You got to wait. But sometimes there is a, a Panama. Well, I'll check tomorrow because today is Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Carl, maybe I'd be the first. Be the first to wish you. you. Hey, the holidays are here. So may I wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. A happy Jew year. Happy Shanatova. Happy Jew year. Oh, you know what? 
How, what's holiday in the next three months? Oh, may I be the first to wish you a Merry Valentine's Day? Right. Merry Valentine's Day. That does yeah, Merry Valentine's Day. That's the holiday. But that's not three months from now. Well, fuck you, man. <laughs> Christmas wasn't in October. My um, my littlest, my middle kid, when he was young, you know, a toddler, so he's just learning, right? He's he always heard it as very Christmas. Like Santa comes in down from the chimney, he looks around at your decorations, and he's like, "This place is looking very Christmas." So he goes, "Very Christmas, very oh, Christmas." Oh. That's what it. he thought. He goes, "What do you mean, Merry Christmas?" Our show is very Christmas. Very, so oh, very, very, very Christmas. Christmas. Very okay, Christmas. This is very. Slim Pickings. The other big film is Hawk and Brocken, which we're saving till the end. Uh, however, there's a lot of dubious listing movies, and let's just mention them. There's a film called The Port, which is on a website that's going to be released on a website. It's listed on IMDb as a Christmas Day release. I couldn't even find a trailer for it, but if you find it on YouTube, you can find the link to the, the site. I don't have it on me. There's a film called A Write It Black, which is also has a Christmas Day release. It's but we can't find a theater, and I can't find a streaming service that has it. The, the trailer itself is four minutes. It's more of a sizzle reel. Yeah, it's it it's a comedian, a veteran who makes and writes movies, and you know, it's 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 there, but it's not really a trailer. It seems like what to expect if you want to purchase this film. I don't right. know. It's a different vibe to it. It seems more like a producer thing. So because it's four minutes long, we didn't include it, and we can't really find like a streaming service or. A theater that's playing it. Kind of doesn't count. It's kind of not releasing on Christmas. It's uh, somebody's yeah. mom is going to watch it. So we have two other films that are very dubious. This film, Brat Three, as as we see it, is that how you say it? What is that first letter? It's like a backwards P with a hat on its head. If you go to IMDb and you type in the word Brat Three, you will find this movie. Brat it's brother. So can I give you a little history about this film? It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in 1997, there was a huge Russian hit about gangsters and uh, called Brother. This guy basically goes to Petersburg or whatever, and he sees his brother. Uh, okay, and it's it's a, and his brother's a gangster. It's the St. Petersburg mob movie, Brothers Heroes, a gang, huge hit. And the director is named uh, Bala Banov, and it stars <laughs> Sergei... Uh, Broadroff Jr. The point is, they both have passed on. They're not involved in this in this treacle. Oh, Sergio Broadroff Jr. So the director, like, it was a huge hit. He was going to make two movies back to back, like Matrix trilogy. Combined them into Brother Two. So there's a film called Brother Two, and that's in 2000. And by the way, this is not to be confused with the Beat Takashi movie Brother from 2000 about. Okay a gangster going to america this film brother two is about a gangster who goes to america okay not not to do with the omar epps film brother that's okay. a different thing they go to chicago they don't go to la and he goes to chicago and there's a twin involved that's kind of important whatever and they also make fun of the ukraine and the movie was uh banned in ukraine in, in <laughs> for that reason 50s. okay it kind of on it. you know and there's some stereotypes in americans in, in, the, in this movie as well what have you it's a huge hit uh and this is he, the third the second one is a huge hit and has a twin brother involved uh okay so the third one has nothing to do with anybody involved i went to wikipedia and uh so the star was going to be replaced by mickey work 2019 really? 
Yeah, it didn't fell through. They also fell through with Jennifer Aniston was supposed to be in this movie. Interesting. Still in Russian? Just... Still in Russian? Yeah, but they couldn't afford her. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. They, they, so, were, they said, we meet your price of $8 million. They, yeah. they, go, they said, no, not ruples. Not doing it for ruples. I'm not doing it for, oh, no. $8 million what? Are you guys from Russia? You mean ruples? Uh, so I have the Russian currency. So this guy is named Bortsky, who uh, was going to direct the third one, and it just seems like he was going to have like uh, Sergei Bodov appear using CGI because the guy was dead. And then this is interesting, and this is the reason why I wrote I cut and paste this. September 6, twenty nineteen, Bortsky announced VK that he would be selling one of the main roles for the film for five million rubies. Rubies. Okay, that's so, but you you can be star in this movie if you buy it. If you buy they're it, they're not paying you. You're paying them. If you want to be the star, so the star of the first two movies, The Widow, uh, has heavily criticized the film crew and called the production a horrible drivel. Anyway, this is the third movie. It has nothing to do with what I just said because I have a different director listed. Uh, it's starring and directing uh, and directed by a gentleman. Where do I have it? Uh, named Valerie uh, Paravervev. And a general's daughter lives in Tambov, uh, Tambov in love with a street artist who his, her father disapproves. The general has a twin brother who heads a criminal gang. A twin? Two, yeah, another twin. Uh, uh, two unsuccessful robbers fail the task, which triggers a string of events that changes lives and destroys family. Will this be released Christmas Day in Russia? I don't know. You know? Why well, I mean, it's listed. It's listed. I found it listed in Russia, twenty fifth IMDb. Okay. okay. But same with the port, and the same with Right of Black. So, yeah, uh, I think that they might have. I'm not kidding. Uh, they're the Eastern Orthodox. I think they might have a different day for Christmas. I'm not kidding. Interesting. No, it says. Well, it says December twenty fifth, Russia. Okay. So. December twenty fifth is the same wherever you go. Right. So but it's a Christmas. Yeah, Orthodox yeah. Christmas is a different. But okay. All right. We're not fans of Russia right now. So, you know, yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. In three, two, one, go. I did a good countdown, right? You did. Cops in their cheap Russian car. That's Fred Amerson and Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts doing another role. <laughs> he stars in anything. Yeah, that's right. That's how he answers the phone. Ring, I'll take the part. Oh, hi. You sure it's talking cats too? I said. I will take the part. This guy's down the dumpster. Oh! With a very flashy hat. Oh, I thought the knife was flashier. Well, nice park. Wow. Whoa! He told her. She's just straight in the chairs for him. Dirt right there. What's gonna happen? Is he gonna move that chair? Okay, here you go, Carl, for your benefit. All right, take a look at this clam. He is too. Clam. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I thought of. I mean, she's going up there. The angle's right. So far, nothing has happened. Oh wait, I take it back. Hi, do you like flowers? Yeah, I'm at a flowers shop. How are you on boobs? Parkour. Really the same blue hat. 
Same dumpster. Top car. Top car. Where's the twins? Uh-oh. Not the baby. Yeah. You know, no. Oh, it's a, like a battleship Potemkin. The bat the baby's in her arms, but the they Cram. hit the the stroller like it, that's it. That's That's the, it. That's all. Nothing what ever happens. Rat. It's Machba twenty twenty two. Okay, I'm gonna okay, hit pause. The next trailer, I'm hitting pause. Yeah, you know what? I really tried to research this guy, and I found nothing. I found another director who had an extra letter in his name, and it was—I don't know if it's the same guy. I have nothing to say about Smileheart. We can watch. Russian is a crazy language. The number three is a letter. The number three is a letter. You know, yeah. Russians. Yeah, Russians would look up at the Toys R Us sign and look fine. They. You play a game of Hangman, and it'll take forever. Uh, <laughs> is it the letter three? Just, just forget it. It was, it was people. Word was people. So I really tried to look up research on this one, and I found more information about Hack and Bracken, to be honest. Okay. So are we moving on to Smile Heart? Is that what's yeah? Next? Smile Heart, but my Smile Heart paper. I didn't even write it down. I didn't even research this one. I, it's like a dead end. Mike, if you had told me ahead of time, I would have found nothing. You would have found nothing. Okay. Next time. Next time we do a show. Yeah, next Christmas. Next Christmas. <laughs> All right. Next Christmas. I gave I, you the research. For Smile Heart. The very next day, you threw it away. I just want to say, Mike, Merry Christmas. Let me be the first. Oh my God! Is it Christmas already? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! God, I was so busy this holiday season, Carl. I forgot to wish you. Mm, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas! What a Scrooge! You want to watch this? Well, it's on the list, and this is a short show anyway. We better watch it. We could watch four minutes of Red and Black. Okay, here we go. In three, two, one. Smile heart. You type in smile heart movie and you get smile. Okay. I clicked every link on IMDb. I have no idea. But it looks good. It looks inspiring. Like this Christmas day, I want something like to cheer me up. Now, what does Christmas mean to Hinduism? Nothing. This is a stretch. But again, it's just the option of going to the theater on Christmas day night. I'm Jewish. I go and I, I go out to the theater. In India? I all the time. Every year. Wow, she's wearing a different sari now. Who's sorry? Who's sorry now? Bollywood. Who's sorry now? Alright. You could use a little makeup. Oh no. Oh, this one has suicide. What a shot. How did Ooh. they yeah, bit, wow, they must have rented that's, that. That's death by uh, zero gravity. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's I saw you... that movie Gravity with Sandra Bullhark. There, were, there was no gravity. There's no gravity in that movie. No it gravity. was a lie. No gravity. I the movie Gravity. And I, said, I, I said, I'm not going to watch this movie. It's one note. She has to land her. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, that's the best thing i ever seen in my life. <laughs> All right, well, that is Smile Heart. We apologize to everyone involved. And now we get to the moment of truth. Okay. Now it's H A 
H-A-K-A-N-H-A-K-A-N-B-R-A-K-A-N. Yeah. Hakan Brakan. H-A-K-A-N-B-R-A-K-A-N. Now, if you want to be clever, you could you could type the little uh, A with the circle above it instead of just a regular A. Well, I mean, I I didn't I don't know how to type it, but I got there. The channel we like is Nordisk Film, Nordisk Film something, but you'll see Nordisk Film. Now, one of the things, like I I I had a playlist, and one of the great things YouTube does is that you just hit the save button and you can add it to your playlist. When I All tried right. to do it to this one, it told me that this movie is this content is meant for children and cannot be linked to a playlist. Interesting. So that's the reason why it's outside the playlist. We're still going to watch it, but we can't connect it for history's sake. This movie is a big deal, Carl. Yes, yes, this is a big deal, and it's releasing Christmas Day in Sweden. Do you you you, re- you have some information? Uh, okay. Uh, it says that uh, Hawken has a babysitter, Amanda, the world's most boring one, according to him. And uh-huh. he has to run home so he can attend a very important computer game completion. But Hawken is suddenly eye-to-eye with both burglars and ostriches. Oh, fucking home ostriches. alone. I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah. Oh my god, you mean the burglars are holding ostriches? I guess. They're holding yeah, I'm the negotiator. Nobody I heard you have ostrich gets it. <laughs> now there I, was a I... TV show. That's what in 2003 for only one season, 24 episodes, there was a Hawken Brocken TV series. Right. Now, a guy named Soren Olsen wrote a book about this Hawken Brocken, and that got turned into a TV series. It was, it was first a, a Swedish radio show in 1983. Oh, okay. And the uh, a publisher said, this is great. We like to make books out of it. So in 84, they started doing uh, books. So this is a character, now, Beverly Cleary, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. These are stories about families. And usually there's like Ramona or, I don't know, Bradley or whatever the kid from Wimpy. Right. From Wimpy Kid. Wimpy, isn't that the kid's name? I don't think Diary so. of a Wimpy kid. Wimpy rules. Broderick rules. So uh, in this universe, uh, there is Rudolph, the dumbass dad. There's Karin, uh, Karen with the I at the end, I-N, the mom. And then there's Toon, who's a seven-year-old. And he was the initial star of this series. Yeah. He's a seven- he doesn't like sports. He likes girls. He has his friends. <laughs> he has a sister. And most importantly, he has a bratty Dennis the Menace uh, Brother Max, Hawken, and Brocken is like a word for fight. So his name is a pun. He's like the troublemaker, Hawken Brocken. Uh, He's Hawken the, the menace, basically. Okay. So the radio, the Swedish radio show was 10 years. It takes place in the fictional town called Glimmerdog. And the books kicked off in 84. Now, this is connected to Christmas in a major way um, because Sweden has this weird thing. Did you know there's an like advent calendar television? It's been going on since 1960. Basically, is that you can go to the store and buy an avid. Right. They're gonna have a TV series, and every day there'll be an episode. Okay. So in 2003, it was about Soon's brother, Hawk and Brocken. Okay. And so for in the year 2003, starting January 1st, there was an episode on Swedish television every single day. The last one ending on the 24th. 
Yeah. And you could go to the store and you could buy an official TV advent calendar to go along with your television viewing. So I you like open this up concept. The yeah. So let's say it was a fish burgers one, right? Right. So you would it'd be 24 episodes of fish burgers every single day. Right. This is our old public access show from 30 years ago. Yeah, we would have and had then, nine days in our calendar. Right. Well, maybe we just stick with Hanukkah and just call it eight nights. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then you would open up the first and there'll be a little nougat candy yum. And they'll say, like, Carl sticks a fork in the, in the socket. <laughs> oh, there's his brother to stick a fork into the, into the yeah. socket. Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. So then tomorrow, the Tuesday is Carl returns from the hospital. Jeremy's okay. <laughs> He's doing better. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Uh, and so that was it. So, uh, you know, they, so this was, so I have, so every series, because it's a 24 episodes with a few exceptions, broadcast daily, the 1st to the 14th of December. The theme for most of the series is connected to Christmas. Again, another Christmas okay. connection. Yeah. So along with these series is opportunity to buy a paper calendar. Uh, they're available with Swedish stores. Okay, so here's the story. And people did not like this this uh, TV series. They found a juvenile. Oh, pure okay. I didn't know that. And like, which you've seen the trailer to this movie. So, you know, it, they keep to it. Um, here's the story. So his... Uh, his mom is like really excited for Christmas to the point she goes mentally insane and goes to a, a mental hospital. Really? Uh, yep. From decorating like a mad woman or? Well, yeah, like just Christmas stress, I guess. Oh. So the dad and Hawkins try to bring the mother home from a crazed doctor at the mental institution who is obsessed with keeping the mother there and not having to celebrate Christmas alone. This is all Wikipedia. The series got quite bad reviews, mainly because the scenario was deemed to be unrealistic. It also considered a bit depressing for a TV show aimed for kids. Right. But it was also too vulgar, with too many innuendo jokes and toilet humor. Oh, really? And a few examples of this is when Hawken vomits cascades, when he harasses his teacher Veronica and felt her breasts, and when Hawkins dreamt about drinking beer. And the calendar was considered the worst Christmas calendar in years. Oh, I love it. I, I love, love it. it. Uh, you know what? Sweden loved it too. And excuse me, in '24, there was a spin-off theatrically released movie with Hawk and Brocken and Joseph, his fucking turtle. Now, here's the story: the the parents are squirting out a new one. He's going to have a little sister. And uh -huh. I think it was Isabel in, in the original series. And he's like, "My parents won't talk to me. They don't pay attention to me anymore." And Joseph, with the F, is a turtle. And you want to know something exciting about? Cinema in Sweden? Yes. That movie is the first CGI in Sweden. The turtle's face has CGI. Yeah. Hawkins. What year are we talking? 2004. Three years oh. after 9-11. Well, I mean, um, in 2000, we had CGI here. Right. That's true. Uh, I think it was Jurassic Park in 2000. It was the yeah, abyss. right, right. I mean, we had your, we had it on like uh, commercials and stuff in the '90s, but it wasn't as good as you know. It was 2000 when it first got good. Listen, I want to tell you this author Soren Olsen. I was surprised to hear you say that they wanted to make a radio show because it says here he's been a writer for 35 years, 200 books published, wow. um, sold 12 million million copies. Uh, Books about Soon and Bert with this caution. Soon, yeah. Maybe he was a writer and then he did the radio show and they said make it a book. 
I think the radio show is how he got the stories going. Like, and then because it became an, it was regional, the radio show, and then it became uh-huh. a big Swedish thing for 10 years while the books yeah. were being produced. So <clears throat> maybe it's a little like Hitchhiker's Guide. He did the radio show and made it a book. Uh, so small that like a national thing, you know what I mean? Like, there's oh, sure. So someone turns on the radio and the rest of the country hears it. Shut up, I'm trying to sleep. (laughs) You know, um, you mentioned Tosh, that's a that's an animated series for okay, Tosh and Tosh, yeah. And it has this director, he did, um, well, we all know Kumptag Gudha in 2000, and he also did Alabara. For Svinner in 2004. But this film, it was called No, it was called Alone in Space. It was 2018. So I was intrigued. So I went and I watched the trailer for Alone in Space. It's in Swedish, but it has the subtitles. It looked very, very good. It was like um, a kid and his brother and sister are like on this ship that was meant for thousands of people and they're adrift in space. Sort of like Passengers was. Right. And um, then Don't mention that movie. Come. I couldn't, I tried to put it in my DVD, Netflix, they just, I couldn't find it for free on YouTube. I'd like to see Alone in Space. It looked I like, heard it's oppressive, the Alone in Space, but there's no atmosphere. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good place to hang, but there is really not a lot of atmosphere. Uh, this was film in, filmed in Gothenburg, Vastra, Gotalands Eon in Sweden. Nice. All right. So I think we have our Hockenbrock and we have a beef that we can't link it up. Our whole show is about YouTube videos. Let me and just tell the audience again in case they missed it. It's H A K A N B R A K A N. And we like the channel Nordisk Films Something. <laughs> right. Hang on, I got to hit pause and move it back. So, and this is a character that's been around since 1983. It's like, what was the Beverly Cleary, Henry Higgins? He had like a crazy brother, Ramona and Beezus. Yeah, uh, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Listen, I don't think well, this was, I don't think it was from the 80s, right? The radio show was in 2010, right? No, no, I have 83 to 93 was the oh, uh, radio Oh, well, it took a long time to get to 2003 and do a TV show. But don't forget, like, the whole family, not just the brother, like, soon was the focus. Uh-huh. So there was all these soon movies and soon TV shows. Yeah, S-U-N-E. Know. I noticed yeah. that, too, in the research. Uh... That came first. This is like okay. a spin. It's like Bradley Rules, like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, My Little Brother. Okay. You know. And also think, okay, so before we watch the trailer, have you guys ever seen a movie called Home Alone? Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Well, it's going to help you with this film. All right, here we go. You won't please do the countdown. This you is our do final it. You're one. You're doing it great. Oh, I appreciate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to screw this up. Here we go. Countdown. Three, two, one, go. Whoa, video games, burrito. Look at that. He's got the gamer chair. Let's talk about the video game. Huh, rockin', rockin', schmockin'. Brock is smocking. Oh, that's the babysitter, huh? See, there's right, Rudolph. God, this looks like Illinois. Burglars. Oh, there's your hostages. Boy, this is a first world country, man. I'm telling you, like, Disney Channel has nothing on this. It's well produced. Yes, that's it Karen. is. Yeah. That's what burned me when I couldn't add it. Oh, they're drinking from the red cups. That's universal. Solo cup. Yeah. Oh, solo. 
That's how you say it in Swedish? Oh, here yeah. Another fine day. Oh, so I guess, it's, oh, that's the babysitter. Yeah, the that's sister. the boring babysitter. No, no, maybe that's the sister. Now they got a good Anna, Amanda. Okay, I love this. Oh! Oh! Carl, as adults, we all make that face when someone gets hit in the nuts, right? It's universally, you know, it doesn't matter your language. If you're hitting the nuts, you go, ooh. But no, but if you if you watch it, you go, ooh, like, that could have been me. Oh, ouch. I relate. Middle finger. They won't let me put this on because I'm I'm a I'm not a kid. There's a middle finger. There's like kid in the balls. Hockin' brocken. Hockin' brocken. All right. Well, that's it. World's that greatest movie. Fun. I know. That's what kills me. I want to see it. I want, I think Sweden for the win this year. We got the man called Three. Otto. Yes. Based on a Swedish hit. Then we have another Swedish hit. UFO Sweden coming by has the word Sweden in it. And right. then, of course, Sweden's Christmas tradition, Hockin' Brocken. Remember him from Christmas Calendar 2003? Uh-huh. Now he's back in movie form without his turtle. Turtle's dead by you. now. Wow. What'd you think? I, I want to see it. I really do. So are we what? ready for our Christmas carol? I think we're ready for our Christmas carol. Okay. Um, we introduced this Christmas carol <laughs> back in January of 22. Uh, which I was the first to wish you a Merry Christmas of oh, the year. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas, Mike. Mer- oh, Merry shit. Christmas. Merry Christmas, Carl. Merry Christmas. All right. Well, here we go. Let's watch the full-length movie on YouTube, LWAFLM, Christmas Carol, <clears throat> by Mike Spiegelman. Christmas, 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 by the way, it's Christmas. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, time to yeah. end the year. Yeah, time to end the year. All right. Well, Carl, where can people find you? This is a short show. CarlSucks.com. Same, right. old, same old, same old. Same old, same uh, old. And you're on other podcasts? Anything else? Internet uh, you can promote? lots of stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Same here. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, do we watch the trailer for next week's movie? No. Okay. Fair enough. What's uh, this week's movie? Is it we, uh, uh, Come and Get It? Yeah, it would be, right? It would be, we yeah. That. yeah. I don't think okay. there is a trailer. Well, next week's movie is uh, from the 30s. It's called Come and Get It. Francis Farmer and your brother will be with us. Yeah, and it was. it's a good movie. And, a, a and good it's episode. water, so you have to watch your language. Is that a smart choice for this podcast? That was a little weird. He he did shoo her away when I was like, "Well, Adam," he goes, "Hey, can you can you watch your language a little bit? Well, can you watch your kid?" Like, there is no trailer for this movie, although Selena Gomez has a song that's available. In fact, I was just playing it. Whoop de doo. Whoop de doo. Listen, it's a good film. Uh, you can even watch it on your own. Uh, fast forward through the logging section because it's twenty two minutes, but. It's a, I love the logging. You did? Yeah, it really helped me because I, I was constipated at the time. Oh, yeah. It really well, helped that me. will loosen you up. It's like listening yeah. to a waterfall when you got to pee. You, 
You watch these That's dolphins, right. you're going to do your number two business. All right, well, I hope that intrigues you. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back next week. Merry Christmas. If Merry anyone Christmas. hasn't wished you Merry Christmas yet. That has been our annual uh, Christmas Day movie release show. Carl, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. You know what? You're the best. Thank you. You too. Absolutely. You too. And you, audience. audience. Merry you Christmas. Audience. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's watch Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with me, Mike Spiegelman, and Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to hey, LW AFLMOYT. That acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Great to see you, Carl. Great to see you. And today, usually I would say we're going to watch this movie, but we're not. We're not. We're going to vote on the Razzies. Welcome to our show. Every week, we've been doing this since 2016. We are we stream first on mutinyradio.fm. We're on the station right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Normally, we watch an entire movie on YouTube and talk over it. We love all sorts of movies. We also are members of the Razzies. And guess what? It's time to vote for the 2023 Razzies. The ballot just came out yesterday, uh, two days ago, as we record as our show airs on February 29th. There is a deadline. We need to get Wait, our no, ballots out. We will no on the 19th. This will air. Okay. The ballot came out on the 15th, so we're doing it now so that you at home, you Razzies Academy members, can vote with us at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely, and so we're going to spend our show. Going through our ballots and voting. And if you enjoy it or you enjoy the programming on Mutiny Radio, we'd love for you to donate at Venmo at Mutiny Radio. If you want to learn more about our show, find our acronym either on YouTube or on podcasts. And that acronym is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. All right, Carl, I'm ready. I watched okay. all the movies that were nominated for Worst Pictures and Actors yeah. and, and such. Yeah, it's a big pain in the ass to stream everything, but you can't responsibly vote unless you do that, right? Yeah, I, I want to mention that I've been a Razzie member for at least 15 years, and there are years I don't vote because I didn't see the movie. Mm. How can I call Watson and Holmes a bad film if I didn't watch it when it was theatrically released? A year later, I saw it. It was a piece of shit. Yeah. And that version was different from what was in the theater. So mm -hmm. thank you, Pandemic. Thank you, Streaming Wars. We are now in a position where every single movie is available to streaming, except for three that I had to rent. Other than that, I got it from my T freebie, from my Hoopla, my Hulu. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Well, I had to pay for Good Morning. Yeah, I think I had to pay for three of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'll I'll complain about which movies I had to pay for. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go a little bit backwards. Let me share screen here so that the uh, audience can see the... Um, and this is a proprietary ballot, so I'm trying to copy it. Yeah, by the way, not just anyone can be in the Razzies, okay? I mean, you have to have a bad movie podcast. That's true. I'm sorry if you don't have a bad, but fortunately, everybody has a bad movie podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just, I don't want to, I wish it was that way so we can feel exclusive. Are we in the Raz Academy? Is that what it's called? But anybody can just pay the money and sign up and vote. The Razzies, it's the 43rd anniversary. 43 years ago, guy got fed up with the Academy Awards. He watched Santa do. He thought that was a piece of shit and it was yeah. different from the Academy. So this has always been a parody of the Academy Awards. The nominations are announced the day before the Oscar nominations. The winners are announced the day before the Oscars. And they keep, unfortunately, they keep the same format that the Oscars do. Best, worst picture, worst actors. As we right. get into the weeds, you can see how sometimes that doesn't really fit the mold. But Now, you at home, I suggest that on your YouTube device, which I know you had ready because you thought we were going to watch a movie, yes. you go to um the trailer and just play the trailer without us the first one we want to talk about is blonde okay right off the bat huh yeah let me uh try to stop sharing here now we could say okay the reason blonde is the first one to talk about is it's got eight nominations in the razzies big time including two of the actors yes worst picture worst now it says worst remake sequel ripoff. So does it is a ripoff. They're exploiting uh, a pop culture icon the same way the Diana musical last year was nominated, even though it was an, a Broadway show. It's uh -huh. a camp figure, and they're exploiting the exploitable parts of their lives. Now there were two people for worst supporting actor. There was a worst screen couple nomination, and there was worst director. Okay. Can we? Yeah, and we'll talk about that worst couple because that's a pretty funny one, honestly. Yeah, it is, and uh, I'm a little mad at the Razzies when we get to worst couple because lots of those aren't couples. It's the Razzies making. It's always they, they've done that every year. They do I know. Yeah. Okay, and it's one of their of all, unique categories too. Like that's a category they can claim. It's not powering the Oscars, so you know they do. Yeah, they do. worst screen couple. That's right. You don't have best screen couple. For uh, the Academy Awards, right? No. Now, look, I just want to complain about this one Oscar. Is it okay, Mike? I know that's really not our sh Okay, I just want to complain about this one Oscar, okay? What a grouch! He's a trash man. <laughs> Have you seen this place? What a dump. Oh, what a dump. Guy lives outside of this. He loves trash. Okay. The first thing I want to say is that Blonde, well, of course, it's Marilyn Monroe, and it's her biography. It's her life story. But it's fiction. It's fiction. And they make no bones about – like Elvis didn't say we're fiction, right? Elvis tried to say they're That's really – a good comparison. That's another 50s icon who got a biography last year. Yeah. And they briefly appear in the Razzies. Uh, yeah, I... right. Okay, so first of all, it is fair. They're, they're saying it's – Fictional. Now, one of the things is she never had an abortion, and that's all over the film, and so that's fiction. And so they 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 applied the studio wanted her to get an abortion because right. of the love child of uh, 
Cass Chaplin and Eddie uh, Jr. Yeah, these are the Chaplin brothers. Uh, they are uh, Charlie Chaplin's kids. And well, it's one kid, and then it's Edgar G. Robinson's kid, Eddie Jr. Oh, 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 okay, okay. There, and both those only... actors were nominated for worst actor. Yeah, it was worth supporting. They were the only good things in that movie. They were the loves <laughs> of her lives. He loved them, and it was a sweet relationship. And of course, you I know, think man so. and it was unconventional, you know, and it was in the fifties being unconventional. Sure. And that, that really see the thing is in the fifties there really was the real world. It's just our impression from movies and television is that everything was nice and clean. No, that was the public face, you know, and. Yeah. I mean, there were, you know, girls that didn't, but there were girls that did in the 50s. They just weren't on TV. This movie came out on Netflix. It was two hours and 47 minutes, four minutes longer than Wakanda Forever. It uh -huh. uh, was based on a book by Joyce Carol Oates called Bio Novel. And I haven't read it, but just from the sounds of the title and knowing yeah. the author, it must have been like a, you know, not actual. It's a poetic postmodern take on, on a character. Which, when you read the words, it probably connects in a way that it should. But on the screen... Okay, now, the the picture was pretty. It was beautiful, in the same way Elvis was. Now, Elvis was way superior to it in its look and feel. One of my favorite movies. Was, yeah, I thought so, too. At least in that stylized look. I mean, every scene was perfect, you know? You, you would pause that movie, and you just have this million-dollar explosion in the background. Just, and it's chaos... Marilyn, you pause it and you just want to slit your wrist. Well, no, but I mean, first of all, it was very, st it, it was black and white for some of it, color for others. It was very stylized. The director did this thing in which he, he took the actress and put her in the real life movie. So yeah. Jack Lemon is, uh, am I saying the name right? Right. But can I mention that Jack Lemon was played by Chris Lemon in the movie? Okay. So according are you sure about that? Yeah. Because it's yeah, sure. so for some like it hot, they use Tony Curtis's face, but right. the scenes where she's acting with uh, against Jack Lemmon, that's actually oh oh, oh oh gotcha. Uh, let's see here. Real footage from Monroe's filmography is used in this movie, mixed with scenes recreated by Anna De Armas, who placed um, who was placed in all film. Uh, all about Eve. Don't bother to knock Niagara. Gentlemen prefer blondes. That was right. a big one in the film. That was the one with her skirt going up. No, no, no. That was a seven-year itch. Right. Seven-year itch is, yeah. And, yeah, and, and like, Joe DiMaggio, like, beat her for it. I don't know if that was real or not, you know? Bobby, and then, of uh, course, some like it hot. Andrew Dominic, this is our director, uh, said he didn't initially get permission from MGM to use the footage of their film, so he had to shoot backup versions, such as for the scene with Darmus and Tony Curtis in Some Like It Hot, which he shot with an actor playing Curtis in case he couldn't get permission to use the original footage. Dominic was allowed to use the footage after M an MGM executive got fired and was replaced by blah, 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 who gave him oh. permission. So he, he covered his ass and filmed those scenes with, who did you say was Tony Curtis? It was actually Tony Curtis. He was listed as himself in the credits. Who did you say the actor was that? The actor, Chris Lemon, played his mm -hmm. father. Jack Lemon in, okay. in in some like it hot, but Tony Curtis they actually used the archival footage. Yes. Now, this was the first movie that was NC seventeen to ever be streamed. Is that interesting? I don't know. 
I, I'm um, going to say bullshit on that because Casper Noe's Love, which had a lot of explicit sex, played on Netflix for a while. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you got the 365-day movies. Uh, right. Which, which is probably Boy, not NC-17, but very close to it. Yeah. You know, the, I really didn't like those films, and we'll talk about oh, it. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Um, now, this director uh, was also the writer, and he's very honest. He's very honest because he's very conceited, this asshole. Um, he did not base it upon the book, right? Dominic did his own research reading several of Monroe's biography. He's very He used very little of Oates' 2000 novel, Blonde, in the movie, but he also added the book was pretty much the Bible for the film, so I don't get it. Like, he, he did it on its own. He probably has her own style. I have to read the book to confirm it. He probably hits certain points in her life, and he said, oh, yeah, that's the Bible. That's right. We should bring that up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know. Like, it was the Bible in terms of the cadence of... Do you think that uh, she blows JFK in the book? Good question. Now, this is one of the reasons why I'm mad at the film. Like, I kind of like the film, but I'm mad at it at the same time. Like... Like, he was trying to make the point that this woman was manipulated and used as a sex thing. Now, number one, we don't know what really happened with JFK, right? We don't know. This is a totally fake version. Like, come in here and suck my dick, right? That's right. Well, I watch a 50s horror movie. Yeah. Well, no, he was on the phone. It's a Cuban Missile Crisis, and then on TV, a UFO crashes into the White House. Oh, yes, right, right. Okay, the second reason I'm mad at this director is he's trying to show how awful we are to women, and then he himself does that. So we can see a blowjob on screen. Come on, dude. We're not stupid. Worse. Worse, the blowjob, then she goes out of her mind, like she kind of detaches herself and imagines his acting job. And then we see the the audience watching her blowing the president. Right. I'm not And it's a close-up. In, in our world of internet pornography, it's it, it you see you don't see the actual shaft because her fist is doing it. But she's I mean, like she's yeah. doing it, you know, right in there on the big screen for everyone to see. Who are you kidding? You did that for sex reasons, not for exploit. Like, if you really were trying to say how awful it is we exploit women, you were not very good at tasteful at it. I mean, yeah. I, um, I had a problem with this movie. I thought it was very depressing. I'm tired of hearing about Marilyn Manson. No, excuse me, Charles Manson, uh, Hunter S. Thompson, uh-huh. and Marilyn Monroe. If I never see a one-man show about those those icons, <laughs> I will live happy. If there's a one-man show called Norma Jean, I'm not going. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that yeah. was my attitude walking into this movie, and it didn't change my mind, unfortunately. And it was really depressing. And I don't think the guy likes women, and we'll talk about yeah. that in a couple uh category which is pointed out by the razzies it was a slog a very depressing movie either you like it or you don't like it and I, I did not like it and, but it was no, like in, in the beginning i'm i'm sorry I'm, i guess i'm cutting you off in the no. beginning um she's all like uh uh wide-eyed and like um you know babe in the woods right but by the end of the film she's still doing that same character of what's going on i can't you would think that she would have, you know, after Ribbit. marriages and abortion and fame, she would have, she wouldn't be all stalled. What's going on anymore? She I mean, was she lost. Was- she was lost. She saw men in the corner and paranoia. She, she's on the pills. She's, she doesn't know what she's talking about. 
it takes forever to give a tip to uh, a doorman. No, yeah, that's right. I remember that. It was depressing in the beginning, man. His her childhood. It's depressing. Her mom was depressing. I mean, yeah. that was probably the most interesting scene of them going through the California fires and her demanding, you know, and then the mom hitting her after all that, you know. Yes. It, yes. Yeah. So there was she an... tried to kill the little girl. Yeah. Fucked up. It's fucked up. I don't know. I'm not a fan so of the I movie. I have more to talk about. Yes. Okay. First of first, they were going to get Naomi Watts who I know from I Heart Huckabees, but you know her face. She's been in a million things. Sure, thank her. They were also going to get um, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Who we'll talk who about later. Molly's Game, Zero Dark Thirty. You might know her from that. The 355. Also, yeah, that's right. The, the spy film, the ensemble cast spy film. Now, also, Brad Pitt is all over this. He was... One of many producers, but he did a film with this director called Killing Them Softly in 2012. He learned about the project. He was the one who said De Armas should be our Marilyn, and it got cast pretty much because of him. We should um, mention that's nominated for an Oscar. So this is one of those overlaps where uh, a Oscar-nominated film is getting nominated for Razzies as well. The real world does not agree with the Razzies, and the Razzies does not agree with Academy. You know, okay, she, she did so, a good job. Now, this was a little gross. Also, how they would show the fetus in her body. Also, it was a fully formed baby. It wasn't, you know. I, I agree with you. Which would be it would not be endearing if you saw what a fetus really looks like as it's gestating and growing. So they it's made it like in a, her head, like. This baby is talking to Marilyn. Yeah. He had the baby talk to her. And so, of course, uh, Planned Parenthood had a lot to say about it. Catholic World Report had a lot to say about it. You know, it's on both sides. I don't know why he touched this area. Um, it's the love child of the, of the men she really loved. And, you know, she had to go to a test and they, or whatever, and they, they aborted the baby. Well, in real life, she had three miscarriages. Two of them were with um, the playwright. What's his name? Arthur Miller. Yeah. He's Adrian Brody in this film. Yeah, and I don't think Adrian Brody did a very good job. He was better in See How They Run. I really thought he was a lot better in that movie. Uh, But this this movie was, you knew it was going to be a slog when he shows up an hour 20 into the film. And you're just like, now we get to the Arthur Miller part. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the film was going on forever. It didn't need to take that long, but it did. No. Now, this Where's is really it? interesting. They used real-life locations in the film. Uh, the in, The initial scenes of the film were shot in the same apartment one where Monroe lived with her mother. Oh. And Monroe's death scene was also filmed in the same room she died in, in real oh. life. That's terrible. Now, DeArma said at a press conference that she believes Monroe's ghost was with them on the set. She thinks that the ghost was happy. She would also throw things off the wall sometimes and get mad if she didn't like something. Maybe this sounds very mystical, but it's true. We all felt it. Best of luck in the Oscars. I hope she wins. The end. Okay. I have something. My brother Adam. My brother Adam, who's his a maestro of bad movies. He breaks yeah. the bad movies down. There's good bad movies that are just fun to watch. Yeah. There's bad bad movies, and then you have good good bad movies and good bad bad movies. Do you understand what I mean? 
And this yes, was a I bad, do. bad, bad movie. It was a bad right. movie, and it wasn't fun to watch. Right. You know, sometimes, like, for instance, there was that um, – the Bee Gees did a Beatles movie called Sgt. Pepper or whatever. Sure. And, and it was like, oh, this will be fun to rip on, you know, but it'll be a fun, bad movie. But it wasn't. It was just a bad, bad movie. That happens. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see a bunch of them today as well in the nominations. I'm not funding this movie as worst movie of the year, but I don't like it. Okay. After Blonde for Worst Picture, we have Morbius. Okay. And uh, let's talk about Morbius, which. Okay, let's see here. Uh, okay, apparently, this is a superhero film based on Marvel Comics character of the same name. Apparently, he's part of the Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Man-related villain, I guess, although we see him as a hero in the movie. Um, Jared Leto, okay. Yeah, who's not made uh, for worse actor. There were previously two notable attempts to adapt the character of Mobius into cinematic form, since 1998, neither of which came to fruition. This is the first time. Uh, he was going to be in Blade as an Makes antagonist, sense. and he was going to have a solo film, Artisan Entertainment. I know the name. Um, Venom was another Spider-Man-related character. They filmed this in 2019. Okay, so... Work on the film began to the end of the year in London in February of 2019. That's not the end of the year. Filming completed in June. Okay, so this was a 2019 film. You know, I uh, I don't think this was a bad film. Really? You, yeah. You, you yeah. Think no, I will. think it's I think it's a bad, a good, bad, bad film in the sense okay. that it takes me. It took me five minutes, maybe a minute at a go for two weeks so I actually finished this movie every minute there's something new that's crazy in it every uh -huh. you can go to any scene and you go why huh what mm -hmm. you know or like it's just off there's something off about this entire movie for the duration of the film and i uh, i really enjoyed it in that sense that okay it was also we're celebrating bad movies and pop culture this movie was in the zeitgeist this year we have to acknowledge that even my son who's knows what morbing is it became a meme uh the, they actually re-released this film based on the cult of that this is a bad film <laughs> so this is something that doesn't happen all the time and i think we should celebrate that honestly yeah i watched the film and i didn't have any like reaction while i was watching it like this sucks you know what I don't about know. like he, he declines a nobel peace prize you didn't think that <laughs> <Yeah>. was funny <laughs> well i don't know if it was funny but he, how does he does he fly or does he just smudges around the the night sky? I I was assuming he was flying. He like he's acrobatic. I don't know. I don't know. He's got he like um, he jumps in the air and then like a CGI smidge happens and he disappears. So does is he like smidging? I don't know. I guess it's not really covered. <laughs> By the way, you at home should be. We should say it to you know find the Morbius trailer as we talk about it and watch it and you know. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm sure that I've made the trailers. Okay. Anything else to say about this film? Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Morbius. I'm glad it, it came released. I thought Jared Leto went with his heart, and which we'll talk about in Worst Actor, and it was all there on the screen. I should mention that I'm friends with Al Madrigal. I've known him for years. I thought he was terrific as Therese's partner. Like, Therese uh -huh. and, and Al Madrigal are these cops that show up 
every time everything happens. They show up afterwards and they yes. walk around. They remind me of the uh, DC character, the Phantom Stranger, which this guy in a turtleneck just shows up. They just show up. And Al will say, like, oh, you think it has to do with San Francisco? What? You know, the, the you're talking about Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man and the characters based on Spider-Man. Yeah. And Morbius, he was a 70s Marvel character, which was either Kung Fu or horror, char- you know, or vampires or Dracula. And that's what he was. He was a 70s yeah. Marvel Dracula. See, the thing is, I, one of the things I liked is that he was a Dracula, but he wasn't a vampire. He right. made himself through this serum trying to cure his blood disease. They're trying to have like an Avengers movie where the villains of the remember the Sinister Six, Kragen the yes. Hunter, the the so at the end of this movie, the Falcon from the Tom Holland movies shows up in a multiverse rift. And he's up there, and he just walks up to Morbius, and he's like, hey, we should start a Sinister Six group. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how it ends. And then, of course, yeah. Venom, which is part of that cabal, shows yeah. up in this Spider-Man movie from last year. At the end, like, drinking at a bar, like, I got to find Spider-Man for some reason. Right, right. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Did you like the um, uh, Venom and... I, I think Tom... It. I like I like him living in in San Francisco in the Tenderloin with yeah. a Tenderloin apartment. I like Tom Hardy. I think he kind of pulls it off, but no, not really. Is this pop- so? So Sony is one thing, and the cinematic universe Mar- is a different thing. Because yeah. So Spider Man does is he yeah. lent to cinematic universe? Yeah, he's well. That's the thing. He became part of the cinematic universe. They they Sony and. Uh, um, Disney worked together to release those three movies in conjunction, yeah. but Sony is holding on to the rights of Spider-Man and any character from Spider-Man. So there's going to be like Mr. Silk, there's going to be Madam Silk, there's going to be tons of like characters that were in the Spider-Man and the Spider-Man universe is pretty weird to begin with. So it's not like they don't have, you know, but it's, it's just a cash grab. You know, Did there's you no like need for it. Strange multiverse and you saw the spy other Spider-Man movies. I love the Strange Multiverse like movie. I really like that movie a lot. Uh, the the yeah. Spider-Man movie, I, I thought it was a snore. Uh, it was a shame because I, I thought there was those movies are fun. They're, they're aimed for kids. They're, they're definitely aimed for teenagers. They're not aimed for me. And I, I'm grateful for that, so I don't have an opinion. <laughs> I really liked how they took um, the, the – see, I didn't like how like they had a Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire – and then all of a sudden, nah, never mind that one. We got a new Spider-Man. Nah, never mind that one. We got, and now we're gonna totally mess it up with Tony Stark's involved. It's not even Uncle Ben anymore. Can, you we, know? can we just say real quick about that Spider-Man movie? They set it up that the that no one knows who he is, and you know we meet all the characters. They they were dead. There was agency, but now they're alive and they're all CGI yeah. anyway. So the lizard doesn't look like the actor from the first place. And it doesn't matter they died. They're here now. And it doesn't matter about the characters because it's all going to reset the next movie. Right. We right. all forgot who he is. And all the characters are all the private characters live in his universe. He he doesn't need his buddies in the next mm-hmm. movie. They don't know who he is. So they don't even need Tom Holland, to be honest with you. They could just find someone else. It was a really crass movie. I didn't like yeah. that, though. And anyway, Morbius, Morbius is great. I, I'm a big fan of that movie. I, I'm a big fan, too. The thing is, I didn't understand that it was bad. I guess the it world bad, totally it was. It didn't make a lick of sense. He was going like bats are attacking you one second. 
Another second, he's calling another guy by the wrong name. The guy's calling himself by the wrong name. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Pinocchio. What does it mean, not Del Toro's? Del Toro made a – There's a, this is one of two Pinocchio movies that came out this year. Netflix oh, has right. one from Academy Award director Del Toro, which he uses wood animation, stop-motion wood right. caricature. I read about that in researching this. Yeah, I don't. Now, I didn't have the bandwidth to see it. Okay, now, first of all, Robert Zemeckis did this film, and you know he's the trilogy of Back to the Future. He's Forrest Gump. He's Castaway. He's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I mean, this guy's proven his chops. Uh, the second thing I want to say is, I thought it was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like the way that the. Uh, animated computer graphics worked with the live action worked perfectly when they go to pleasure island and this guy is popping up handing them root beers on the on yes. roller coaster it's just everything clicked you know like the actors the human beings were on point the the animation everything that was on the screen just all flowed beautifully I, he is he made movies like polar express and beowulf which uh i think this is more of the vein where he's just kind of He's a technician, and he's able to create this flawlessly. Whether there's a soul or heart to it, it's right. like it's a remake of a Disney live action a live action remake. We know what these we know what these films are. Walking in, they're pieces of shit that that stick to the cartoon regardless of anything. Okay, so I it was a little okay. Pinocchio was everything about his dad, but he hardly knew his dad. He had a conversation with Tom Hanks one time, but at the same time, though. He was born. He got information from the Blue Fairy. Right. Cr the cricket is all involved. So it was the. It makes sense he wanted his father because he didn't know anything else. This was his first day of life, his second day of life. He's trying to impress his father. He didn't know a world of life experiences to say. What do you, I just met this guy. He met him like as being born, you know. And when yeah. we're born, the first encounters we have shape everything. So, okay, this uh, was a remake of Disney's 1940 animated film. So this was an, a, an Italian book in 1883 called The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Calodi. This Perfect. only two months. They shot this in two months. That was it. That's nuts. Well, you know, Tom Hanks was definitely like COVID acting. You know, he was just in a room by himself for the entire movie. There was no one well, else there. No, well, the guy showed up in the beginning, tried to buy the clocks. Right, right. And then yeah. he got on the street. Okay, the clock that so, has Dumbo. It, yeah, that's right. A clock that has Dumbo. Now his acting was not good. I, I got to. I mean, first of all, I love Tom Hanks. Okay. Yeah, we love Tom Hanks. But he did walk through this. Oh my goodness! Oh, he's a real boy. Oh, like so. This is not the first time he's worked with Zemeckis. The Castaway and yeah. Polar Express. So right. he definitely, they definitely have a kinship. But yeah. He just kind of wiggled his eyebrows on cue and and overacted. It's sort of like he was a uh, uh, an amateurish actor on, in a play. Like he's oh I'm the old man. Oh it's goodness. Now I know Tom Hanks, and I bet you he had the ability to really become an old man and just say, well. Would you look at – I bet you all his lines and everything, we could have believed it really came from a person. I wasn't buying it. 
Yeah, and I have a problem with all the live action versions. It's not a classic, your cartoons. It doesn't have to be exactly beat by beat. It doesn't make a sense in the real world to have talking animals that you can't tell if they're talking. Right. This film like did a little bit better and it wasn't as awful as Dumbo, but yeah, uh, it was, you know, even the Aladdin movie, I, I can't sit through these films unless not I'm that in we a saw. You mean no, Robin no, Williams. not with Bud Spencer, with with uh, Guy Ritchie directed with uh, Will Smith. Okay, so um, it, uh, the critics found that it lacked the charm of the 1940s film, uh, visually dazzling but soulless. Yeah. Um, your conscience should be your guide to not make unnecessary remakes. Oh. Um, <laughs> generally unfavorable reviews. Every frame in Pinocchio is filled with rich and rich and lush detail. Yep. It almost looks like a 3D film, and the performances, yep. whether live action or voiced, are universally excellent. I don't agree with the performances. Well, I know Lorraine Bracco from The Sopranos yes. is nominated, and I don't even remember her character. Well, she was the woman – she was the girl puppet, I think. She was the girl puppet, not the puppeteer. Right, no, no. The puppeteer was a live action person. Yeah. But I didn't hear that kind of raspy voice in that. I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I love she her doesn't get my training. voice vote in the Razzie, so that's why I guess I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice. I thought it was the uh, human actress that was the puppeteer that was doing it. I thought she had a crush on Pinocchio, and that's why she was talking through the puppeteer. I didn't realize. Yeah, through the puppet. Right. I didn't realize the puppet was there. It's it's a film that they're gonna make whether I want to watch it or not because they have a bottom line and they know they're gonna make money and they released yes. it not in theaters but they put it in, in uh, Disney Graveyard to Die Disney Plus, but you know now, it's content. One of the things that the critics pointed out and I didn't even know it because but I, I have seen the original film but this like dead son that Tom Hanks has and a dead wife wasn't part of 1940s film apparently. Well, you know, this they also streamlined the point. So Jiminy Cricket, first off, he looks it's such a corporate film. He while they play When You Wish Upon a Star, he goes, Oh, that's my song, right? Yeah, like in the beginning. Yeah. Screw you, Disney. <laughs> and then like they streamline this thing, like it's not episodic adventures. It's he has to find a conscious and these are hap these things are happening in sequ in sequential order because he needs to find a conscious. Right. I don't think the nineteen forty cartoon really was that streamlined. I don't think the book, you know, even though it was a morality tale, was like, oh, because he didn't listen to Jiminy Cricket, he right. this happened. It was just things were. I happening. wonder if Jiminy Cricket was the Disney creation for the. It was, yeah. It was, I don't think there was a Jiminy Cricket, and also bring back the fucking cigars. Bring back the goddamn cigars. <laughs> Fuck, it was the best part of the movie. These boys smoking cigars at Pleasure <laughs> Island. Didn't even give me the cigars. They're they're committing a sin. And the only time a girl shows up is when they were complaining. They're holding signs that say, you know, we hate things or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Six nominations this gets for the Razzies. I didn't think it was as sucky. It's not right? as sucky. Yeah, I'm okay. not. The only other weird thing about this is that the principal photography began under the working title Mahogany. Oh, like Diana Ross movie. But why wouldn't it be Pinocchio? Because they don't want people to know what they're doing. They don't want. Oh, like, that's why it was to yeah. hide. Oh, 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 okay. So if you have a big movie, you you would send the reel, but you would say it's something else. It's Blue Storm or some shit like that. Anything else to say about Pinocchio? No. Okay, no, let's man. go back to 
the voting. And next is, is good, morning. good morning. Listen, audience at home, go to YouTube and search for trailer. Carl, good morning. I, I'm not, I can't watch the trailer because my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> I can't eat. I'm not hungry. My girlfriend broke up with me. Yeah, but we're at the Denny's and you're with six of your friends. Let's go eat anyway. Yeah. Okay, so this film, first of all, when I was watching it, I was like, we're not seeing anything new here. It's the same old stoner stuff and uh, youth stuff. The hangout movie. Hangout movie. Right. And, um, you know, that uh, the, the roommate who became their neighbor, she yeah. was all makeup. I don't know what she really looks like in the real world. She was Megan just Fox? makeup. Megan Fox. Well, I mean, there's one scene where she's not wearing shoes, so you get to see her toes all natural. <laughs> but I'm sure they she had them painted. Tone. I didn't look, but her nails. This is a buddy buddy hangout film. It's written and directed by Machine Gun Kelly and okay. a guy named Mod Son. Who right. I think now, he's he's the what the blue haired roommate. Right. He's the blue haired guy, and I I just want to say that. Like, while I was watching this film, I didn't know that. But when it was done, when I learned that it was written, produced, and directed by those two goofs, I had a little more respect for them, that they could pull something together. I mean, they wrote it, produced it, and directed it. It really looked like it's some a day in the life. Hollywood executives got the latest things and put it all together. No, they did that on their own. This is a day in the life about a fictitious actor named London Creed or whatever, London, London yeah. Royal. And yeah, London he, Broil. London Broil. He stars in Good Bad People, which had a terrible season finale, uh, which I guess is on terrestrial TV. And they right. released that episode that week. And he's going up for the uh, to audition for Batman. However, right. he receives a text at the start of the film that says, Good morning with a U. The idiot has to look up the definition of the word morning on his phone. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Oh, no, my girlfriend is going to break up with me. Immediately, that's all he talks about. Every he gets all this cool weed, right. he gets all this opportunity. I don't want uh, my girlfriend to she not at all. There's not a single moment where she wants to break up with him until right. his whiny ass causes her to say, Shut up. I, <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah. know, I want some space. I need a break. I but really it, liked when it was with the U. So he goes, What is this English? I wonder how many people got that, you know, with like color and behavior. Yeah. There's other words. But we all know what the word morning is. It was it was kind of I mean, I get it. It's the beat of he the movie. He should know. He yeah. should know. He shouldn't have had to Google. He's that. a fucking idiot. Everything is handed to him. It's an entourage movie. It's if you like the entourage and if you like Dave with Gata, 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 yeah. G-A-T-A. -A, it's an acronym. He was really good in that movie. Uh you I, know I, at one point he goes, um, when he was getting canceled or whatever, he goes, I understand if you guys don't want me to be my friends anymore. Acknowledging that they're just an entourage, you know? It is an entourage. And, but they've been best friends since high school. Every single fucking character. He's been yes. my best friend since uh, yes. we were kids. Give me a break. Some yeah, it's kids. a millennial humor thing. They're on their phone. They're doing Instagram videos. And he decides not to go to the Batman interview because he wants to – his girlfriend's breaking up with him. Yeah. He gets dated wearing a mask uh, to talk Wasn't to the Wasn't the manager director. great? The manager was very funny. Oh, yeah. She leaves so that funny. voice message. It was so funny. Yeah. She was right, great in that right, movie. Right, yeah. Then oh, she goes, she was really I gave the good. director of Pluto Nash a fave, and now I have to, you know, now it's payback, <laughs> whatever. I guess that's Tom Arnold was playing the director of Pluto Nash, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. 
I loved uh, he goes um, when he, they're psyching him up to leave. He turns just as he's about to leave. He goes, "I'm Batman," <laughs> right? And she was like, "That's pretty good." I think, I yeah, that's better because he was lowering his voice. He's like, "I'm Bruce Wayne." Just nah. Hey, um, this is seven you know, nominations. This gets for the Razzies. They really sure. think this film sucks. It's it's very lightweight. Nothing really happens. It's all self inflicted. He's he's a spoiled little boy. Uh, yes, but that's the movie. But, but that's the thing. Like he wrote it all. You know what I mean? Like he he wasn't an idiot. He knew what mourning meant because yeah. he wrote the film. You know. Okay. But, but so can we can we get to the ending? About... What's that? The twist ending at the end of the credits. What he won Batman. Tell me, tell me the what am I so, forget? I just saw it. The end credits roll and they show all the outtakes. You get to see, yes. you know, they they kill they use snout to tail in that movie. No footage was wasted. It was all in the <laughs> end credits. And then at the credits end, there's a post credit scene where right. it's revealed the hospital scene is actually the finale of his TV show. Right, good, bad right, people. right, right, right. Yeah. And they go, that's a cut, that's a wrap for good, bad people. You've been great. And then he has a British accent, which I don't know in real life he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, in real oh, life okay. he is. So he's talking like he normally, and he's like, what is the point of this movie? I get hot, I knock off, I break my, my girlfriend's family urns, and I replace the ashes with pot weed. Yeah. Right, he was self-critical of it at the he way end. He undercuts the entire movie at the end. It's, it was ballsy as shit. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, and can I just mention one thing about this movie? I yeah. laughed really hard when they were smoking pot, and they showed the different ways to smoke. When they did the Jungle Book, where Megan Fox has this giant tobacco leaf, and she puts yeah, it under right. the camera like Bugs Bunny. And Are you crying? Yeah, she sprinkles two or three buds, and they fall behind the camera. And then she lifts back in the frame a completely rolled giant, like, chichin chong, <laughs> and it was a blunt. It was tobacco. And just proceeds to smoke this novelty blunt. And I thought she was very funny in this movie, and that was a great scene. And... You know, it's not the. It was both good and bad, right? It yeah, was both good, and, good bad. and bad. It entertained me. Yeah, it was like bad with some impressive stuff that was really and Pete, creative. Pete Robinson, Pete Robinson, was funny in this movie. Barry. Okay, yeah, let's talk about. Are you talking we'll, about? We'll talk the, about him uh, soon. We'll talk about him soon. He's nominated for. Is he for Staten work. Island guy? King of Staten Island guy? Okay, Pete Davidson, right? So. They said that he just had a cameo role. He didn't have a cameo role. No, he showed he was... up. It, they said it was extended cameo, but he showed up three times in that movie, basically. He said some funny, funny stuff. Like he was like fingering the man. butt. Not when you start, but when you finish. Like it was some, and he was really skeevy and gross looking. He, the funniest he, he... scene is they have a friend named Fat Joe. He's not fat. His name's not Joe. He just likes right. to lean back when he hears pot. And he gets into a K-hole. And they drag him to the hotel where uh, where Barry is the valet. Right, gets him out of the K hole. It's the funniest. Why is it they needed Barry? Remember, they're like, we need He's Barry. He's such a killjoy. He 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 snaps people too. Oh, that's why. Because he's so. But I didn't Barry understand why our our hero London was like um, hugging him and wanting to be his friend, and then two seconds later he backed off. Yeah, like right. I'm, I don't understand why you wanted to be the friend. I know why you backed off. Number. He's dogging me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll text you right now. That was good. Uh, I knew it was... back. All right. So this movie wasn't great, but it was enjoyable. I'll probably yeah. see it again. Yeah. 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 The only problem I had is I had to pay for this film. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I had to pay a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. But you I know, four bucks. God damn really? you, Carl. All right, well, LWAFL MOIT is worth it, especially to vote in the Razzies. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the final uh, movie nominated for Worst Picture. Okay. It is The King's Daughter. Okay, this one is worthy of discussion, too. And this absolutely. one only gets three nom- uh, Razzies nomination. Um, worst, worst actress, but it's not her fault. She plays a certain genre style. The the. The namesake, the king's daughter, he's like every like romance movie I've seen on Lifetime. Very like has a smirk, has a spark, and her just accent nails was terrible. Her fake accent. Were they supposed to be French, anyway? Uh, yeah, story... Versailles, and they really literally did shoot in Versailles. In Versailles. Well, yeah, it's beautiful. The the fountains and such of Versailles. This they is what filmed in my... Versailles, and then they filmed in Australia of all places. Probably for the tax break. I have to say. This is probably the best good bad movie out of the lot. If you are looking for to watch any film, I recommend The King's Daughter. It's on freebie. It is entertaining, and the twist ending. You is recommend so, this film? It's so funny the twist ending, which I'll reveal. I thought this film sucked, sucked, sucked until he was going to jump off the cliff, and he had to make a choice. Right. And he made the right choice. That part the right of the choice. film was good, but the rest of it. Let's back up, Carl, because not a lot of people know French history like we do. You see, we, 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 the king of France captured a mermaid because he can be immortal if they kill the mermaid and he sucks the mermaid blood. And during the solar eclipse, during the solar eclipse, which will help France because he will be king of France for eternity. Ever. Yeah. And there's one guy who's like overseeing and he can't wait to kill. Like I sent the male merman out of there. We got the mermaid. And he's like, the king's daughter, the king is Pierre Bronson in one of his uh Wait, roles. I think you said it weird. Yeah. Say it again. The king, Pierre Bronson. Did Pierce. I get it wrong? Uh, Pierce. Pierce is how you say it. Pierce, Pierce. Bronson. Pierce. Piercing blue eyes, Bronson. <laughs> right. Uh, we saw him last year in an Entourage heist movie, and he was not very good in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and this one he—he's half there and he's half not. It's not—he's—it's not really his movie to ruin. William Hurt shows up. The late William Hurt. Right, the late William Hurt, and this is his. This was filmed in 2014, believe it or not. Crazy, even though it's 2022. crazy. But so therefore, it wasn't the last film he shot, but it was the last film his was ever on the screen. I kept this looking at his character, film. going, "That guy looks like William Hurt." <laughs> So, this film was also shot in two months. That's it, two months. Two months, and then sat on the shelf for eight years, right? I mean, unbelievable. Yes. It's, so it was, there was a 1997 novel called The Moon and Sun that this was based upon. Uh, William Hurt's final screen performance, uh, you know, it had been filmed eight years earlier, so therefore. Well, uh, just a real quick, the king doesn't like the music being played to wake him up. They they. They find this woman who's a musician. She's going to play better music, and he likes right. it. Then he realizes, "Hey, I fucked her mom. That's my well, kid." No, he doesn't. No, they, he knew. He knew he was. She was the daughter all along. He was part of sending her to the convent. Yeah. Oh, all right. So she's right. So she. He says, "Listen, you're royalty. You're my daughter." Right. And I also have a mermaid. I'm going to kill and use the blood and go immortal. And she goes. Wasn't the CGI oh. horrible? 
this the mermaid is nominated for worst actress doesn't deserve it i yeah. let her fucking speak and then i'll vote for her right it's, she did her job she sh- yes. went like this and then they they cgi'd the fuck out of it it was terrible yeah yeah so she becomes buddy with the mermaid in fact best part of the movie is she breaks her arm and the doctor can't wait to amputate it and, right uh, yeah that was right a great off. scene and that's my husband the future husband Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> this movie. But he says, like, no, you can't kill Mermaid. Mermaid has a soul. And, and right. William Hurt, the preacher, is like, oh, yeah, I know what a soul is. I'm a religious dude. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, man. And the husband's like, no, man, we're going to kill that mermaid and suck up her blood. So she goes to a cliff and says, either you suck up the mermaid's blood and be immortal or I jump off and I ju- or I don't jump off a cliff. Well, it was like only the mermaid will save my life if I jump off this cliff. So you got to make a choice: kill her and I die, save her and I live. Right. Yeah, she <clears> jumps off a cliff, and that Orlando Bloom dinner theater actor, the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The set looked like it was like Welcome to Pirates of the Caribbean dinner theater. It was really kind of goofy. Yeah, and then they jump off. That was a cliff. Australia stuff outside but, of Melbourne. Let's let's talk about the ending, which makes this one of the best bad movies I've ever seen. Refresh my memory. Sure. Well, you know French history, and you know that uh, oui. there was a mermaid. That the king had a mermaid, right? The Le mermaid. Mermaid lived in Paris, Atlantis, France, 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 Lantis. France, Lantis. Underneath France, under Versailles, is Atlantis, right? And the mermaid gives the king's daughter. Breathing underwater power. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I couldn't understand that. That's why I sort of blanked that out. Like, how does she I have laugh the ability? So hard. Can I give a dog a human brain if I want to? You know, how does she have the ability to give her gills? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, and it's like it doesn't make sense that the lost city of Atlantis is underneath Versailles. Versailles. You know? Versailles. Yeah, it just it was so Versailles. ludicrous. Versailles, and the whole film was about the king. And his conscious, and he had yeah. the, his daughter and the priest, and the film ends with the daughter, the namesake, becoming a mermaid. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Did not expect that to turn into a mermaid at the end. Did not. So let me just tell you a few other things that I learned. First of all, Julie Andrews is the narrator, and Julie Andrews makes sense because she would be the princess, right? She was always the princess person. The princess Diary, she's in as well, yeah. I didn't so, recognize her or give a shit that she narrated it. And I'm sure the dub versions out. don't care. Nobody either. noticed that she – it just yeah. sounded like a correct nar- narrator. I didn't right. realize until I researched that it was her. It's in the credits. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, the earliest development for this film began in 99. Now, this was written in 97, this book. 99, it was um, – Jim Henson Company was all involved in this. Um and uh well there's a bunch of re- you know sony terminated their agreement with it there's a lots of backstory here it's but um, the shelf and the preview released it. right exactly after it was released uh after it was about to be released they stopped and they said we have to work on the computer graphics and then some companies fell apart and it just sat around um in the, it's the, the biggest China's biggest financial contribution to a non-studio film produced outside of China. Um, it got three nominations for uh, the Razzies here. 
I guess we've said all we can about yeah. it. Now, is it time to vote? Okay. I All right, let's vote. I'm going to do it. Okay, let me share screen here so that people at home know that we are voting. Okay, so Blonde Morbius, Pinocchio, Good Morning, or The King's Daughter, what is the worst film? Morbius. Morbius is the worst film. Now, why Morbius is it my Blonde? Because Morbius is more fun, more people talk about it. It hit a cultural nerve. It's a genuinely like it's going to kill the genre of superheroes. Hopefully, this was okay. a film that will drag westerns will down it? and drag. You it wanted just, to it, die. It's like westerns. It's time to die. It's time to die as a genre. Okay. But I'm, okay. I'm voting. I put my vote in for Morbius. I, I think okay. it's a terrible movie, and my son talks about it. It hit a cultural nerve. It, it deserves to be celebrated. Okay, so blonde. What was your second runner-up? Was it blonde? King, Pinocchio, King's Good daughter. Morning? King's daughter. Love okay. King's daughter. King's daughter classic. That is what I am voting as the worst film. The okay. King's Daughter. If Horrible. Morbius wasn't on the list, it would be King's Daughter for me. But I have to go with Morbius. Okay. Now I don't think Good Morning deserves to be. No. It was bad, but it was good okay, too. Dave Grohl from uh, Foo Fighters made a movie called Studio Six Six Six. Uh huh. Machine Gun Kelly is not the only pop star with a vanity product move film did i see studio 666 no it's not oh, well okay. do you like to watch the the late i mean do you like to watch musicians riff i don't know yeah okay no it's not worth it it's a very long movie okay so you are going with morbius and i am going with the king's daughter done and done that's a lock okay. now we're going up to the top of the razzies right. now and we're going to start with worst supporting actor all right so we have Tom Hanks, Xavier Samuel, Pete Davidson, Maud's son, Evan Williams, and you can write one in if you want. Which at this point doesn't matter. So uh, Pete Davidson, uh, do you want to just go with what was your choice? So Pete Davidson, as we said, it's not a cameo role. He's a character in this film. Uh, I think Tiffany Haddish in, in uh, Easter Sunday was more of a cameo, even though she was a character in it. Uh, I'm not voting for him. Okay. Okay. Tom Hanks, I don't think, was a bad actor in Elvis. Everybody else disagrees with me. Yeah. Well, he think? was appropriately bad. You know, he was the the thorn in, in Elvis's side. Elvis was all glamour and 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 just... No, but he wasn't not in the not in the in terms of his acting, right? That's what I'm saying. He played it a certain way, and it was really good in the film. Like it wasn't a good performance, but he's playing Tom Car. He's playing him a certain way. It's a heightened performance. I I don't I don't know. I might have to vote for him because there's no one else I really care about. Okay, what about? Okay, I don't think it's fair to say Xavier Samuel and Evan Williams in Blonde were bad actors. It's it's criticizing the 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 movie and the storyline with these two characters. It's not really about the actors, and we'll see other nominations where their character was stupid, but the acting was fine. You know, yeah. the director gives you acting, sets the the tone, and you do your job, and they did their job. So then we have Pete Davidson, his cameo role in Good Morning, and I got to tell you, I think he did a good job. Barry B E R R Y. Right. Yeah. He did a very good job. That was very good job, it, right? Mod, what do you Mod's think? son. You no, know, I thought he was fine. 
in that movie, he, him and uh, Megan Fox were great in it. I have no problem with him. I have no problem with the two people in Blonde. I guess yeah. I would give it to Tom Hanks just as a cultural tip. But the other one is Maude's son. That's yeah. a toss-up for me. I, That's I'm, where I'm, I'm going. I think his uh, performance – now, look, again, if he wrote it, produced it, and directed it, he was doing it on purpose. So it's hard to vote for him. I right. can't vote for Tom Hanks because I think he was doing what he was supposed to in that film. I agree with you. I agree with good. you. I have to go with Maude's son just because he is the lesser of – I am going with Maude's son. No offense to Maude's son. You obviously have your talents, and you made a yeah. film where you acted – and I, I appreciate that, but your character was way too old for who he was. Yes. And all, out of all the characters getting He's handed over the every, top. Yeah, but they all get handed everything on silver platters, and he definitely didn't deserve any of it, let alone mm -hmm. like living in that place. So I don't know. So, Modsung, I'd like to apologize to you. It's just that you're up against Tom Hanks, the two guys in Blonde, and Pete Davidson. So you're the worst of the choices they presented us. I agree, and we're going to be doing that apology a lot. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, this is a good category. Yeah. Worst remake, ripoff, or sequel? Blonde, Pinocchio, Firestarter, World Dominion, and both of the 365. Let's talk about 365. Okay. 365 was like a soap opera of the rich. You know what I mean? It was absolutely nailed it. It was not. It was. It received the first movie one worst picture of the year for the Razzies. It got a Razzies. The, the first picture, the theme is so toxic that mm -hmm. it was a gimme to, to be the loser. The, basically, a Polish mafioso kidnaps right. this beautiful woman and says, you'll fall in love with me within the year and kidnaps her for 365 days. Five days. And at the end, they are in love. And that's the reason why I got voted worst movie. Netflix... They probably a lot of happy dads watching that movie. Because they had get to two, see sex. There wasn't one sequel in 22. There was two of them. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're calling it a ripoff. But like you said, it's not as toxic as the first movie. It's just a very long soap opera. It's an ode to consumption. They go, they have girls night out where they eat. And the food, the table's covered in food. There's a big-ass yeah. pile of spaghetti behind this woman. Yeah. Either take right. it, get a doggy bag or, like, give it to the somebody or eat the fucking food. It's just spending money and how many times and Look do... at their bodies. They are not eating all that food. With those bodies, they uh, need, needed a little tiny, you know, smorgasbord. I mean, that's they all were... we see are their bodies. They're, they're... Yeah. This is my favorite scene in, in both movies. Oh, I walked into you having sex. Oops. Oops. Yeah, that happened right in the beginning of uh, uh, this. And then the day. third movie, she's getting fucked by a model or something like that. And 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 oops, I walked in while you're having sex backstage. Now, um, one of the reasons why these two were released the same year was pandemic stuff. Um, in May 2021, you know, 30, 365 days. This day's production was originally. Scheduled to begin in 2020, but delayed during the, the COVID-19 pandemic until February 2022. Same sort of thing. Okay, filming was set to begin in 2021 around Italy, Poland for the Italy and Poland for the next 365 days. So 
they filmed stuff and then they had to take a break and then they were scheduled to film the next one. It just coincidentally came that they were both released the same year. Did you remember at the end of the second one, she gets shot? Yep. And then the third one, she's fine. Yep. And she's like, you know, I got shot for you. Yes, that's right. And the boys know. kiss. The boys kiss in the third one. He has a daydream yeah. where they kiss, and they do. It's it's the same formula. It's some shitty song playing, and there's softcore sex happening. And if you like that kind of thing, Netflix has six hours of it for you. Enjoy it. It kind of there was a Michael Winterbottom, who's a director. He made a film called I think it was called Eighteen Songs. It was couples uh -huh. having sex to certain bands performing like bands would play and then we have a romantic scene i haven't seen it i think it's nc-17 it sounds like a better movie to, than this these films the same idea you get to see sexy scenes with music playing over it the music's like they go to a club 